Welcome to Memorizing Scripture. I'm your host, Gordon. And this week, we are learning John 14, 6. John 14, 6. And again, you might notice that I'm recording in my truck. That's because, again, my family was sick. I've been saying that all week. And uh, just pray that they get better. Hopefully, by this podcast, they are. But because of that, I missed my my, uh, studio time. And I wanted to keep this going. So here we are. John 14, 6 is this week's memory verse. So let's go ahead and jump in. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm going to say that one more time. John 14, 6. Here we go. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay, we're going to keep going on the context because I think that's helpful and and pick it up in um, verse 3 through 6 here. We've talked so far about verses 1 and 2, and we also talked a little bit about chapter 13, where Jesus is at the Last Supper, and he's talking about all these astonishing things. He's saying, my goodness, um, or the disciples are saying, my goodness, Jesus is going to leave us. Oh, no, what are we going to do? And that was one of the big things that they were saying. Peter says, you know, Lord, like I, I basically give my life for you. Like, where do you think you're going? And Jesus says, you know, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And they're pretty astonished. And so Jesus says, even though you're troubled, believe in God and believe in me. He tells them, I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Do not be troubled. This is part of the plan. And that's what we learned yesterday. This is part of the plan. You know, and that's what that's what we learned Tuesday. And that yesterday we learned that <laughs> you your hearts can be comforted in this. Okay? You don't need to be panicky. You don't need to be anxious. And we learned that throughout our, out our lives that God pretty much commands us not to be worrisome. In Matthew 6, he talks about that. He says, do not worry. He's got this. He wants to take care of those who believe in them. He, he will take care of the church. Now, it might not be the plan that you thought it was. And so there might be uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit of apprehension for certain things that you may not have experienced that you're going to experience. But here we are. Jesus is saying that this is part of God's plan. And he continues and he says, you know the way where I'm going. And and this kind of caught the disciples off guard because they'd been with Jesus for three years and they didn't know what he was talking about. They He talked about death before, but even then they didn't know what he was talking about. And so Thomas, he decides to speak up and he says, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? And as Thomas is responding first, he says, you're going to leave us and we can't come? And you're going to go prepare a place for us? And you're telling us that we know the way to get to somewhere that we've never been before? And then Jesus replies with the most authoritative and direct life-altering statement. This is who he's talking to. Jesus says to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so it's not a place where their feet can take them. And this this has got to be something that's completely just mind-blowing for the disciples. Because this whole time, the Apostle John is writing all these different things about Jesus. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the living water, the truth, the road, the journey, 
the door, all these things he's writing about Jesus, the I am statements, and all these um, allegories or analogies of what Jesus is. And it peaks here because it's Jesus is basically saying, I am the only way to heaven. He, he gives all these different things, and he really punctuates it with this statement here in our memory verse. And I wanted to emphasize that part today. I am the only way, basically. Jesus saying, I am the only way. There's a verse in Matthew 7. It says, enter though... <laughs> Excuse me, when I wrote this, I think I forgot the R. <laughs> Sorry, enter through. <laughs> um, so I'm going to leave that in there. <clears throat> enter through the narrow gate. Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Okay, so I'll, <laughs> I'll say that one more time. But Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, talks about the gate to get into heaven and the gate that gets into hell. The narrow gate, which is the way that Jesus is talking about here, enter through the narrow gate. He's telling his uh, disciples or people who are listening at that point, um, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many, many who enter through it. So in other words, the gate to hell is wide. People are just going in on droves. It's broad. It leads to destruction. There are many who are going to enter through. There are many who are going to deny Jesus as King and Savior. And unfortunately, we could just sit there and be like, man, that's sad. Not everyone who will believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And this is Satan's plan to destroy God's creation. You know, and and a huge vehicle for that is false teaching. If we think about it more and more, there there are false teachers that are going to provide other ways. There are teachers and religions and spirits and gods and mythology and astrology. Those are all part of Satan's plan to destroy God's beloved. They are all there to help misguide. And and Satan tries really really hard at this, and he's really successful at it. He stirs up a lot of false teachers and a lot of false doctrine within groups, and even groups who call themselves Christians. And we know that churches, um, and we all know that, and we all know churches who focus on the law more than compassion. And we all know churches that focus on acceptance more than conviction. And we all know churches that focus on miracles more than the gospel. And we all know churches that focus on their personal message more than the power of God. And this is Satan's purpose. It's to confuse us to the point of dissension and division and destruction. Right? But, like in that verse, it says, enter through the narrow gate. And then you skip over. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. And so we know everything about Jesus is the truth. This is the truth to life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And who he is is true. What he said is true. What he did is true. And who will he become or is the events yet to become are true. And so the Bible is centered around Jesus and absolutely everything about him is true and everything else that the Bible reveals is true. And so the last part about this too is the eternal life part. <clears throat> In John 6, Jesus says the bread of life, Jesus is the bread of life, is sustaining life forever. In Acts three fifteen, he is the author of life who created the universe. 
life of the believers who transforms our life here on earth and renews our mind in Colossians 3, 4. He is the indestructible life in Hebrews 7, 16. Because no one can destroy the second person of the Godhead who rose from the dead. And lastly, he has the authority to grant eternal life in John 17, 2. If you keep reading, you'll, you'll find that verse. And so as we know that God, Jesus is the truth, we learn that it is, he is the narrow gate. We must know who he is and, and not give in and succumb to false teaching. We can't be content with where we're at. And if we feel like there's more or there have some questions, we need to pursue that and pursue the truth. And then the last, again, the part I just read is when we find that, we'll find that he's the truth of eternal life. Again, he is the bread of life, sustaining life forever. He's the author of life. He's indestructible life. He transforms our lives. And then the last part about all this is, again, the negative. No one comes to the Father except through me. It doesn't get any clearer than that. No one can join God's family, have everlasting life, except by taking up your cross and following Jesus. He's providing the disciples comfort here. He's giving them hope, peace, emotionally being for their time in need when Jesus should be receiving comfort. Jesus knows that the disciples are terrified and he's leaving them after three years. And instead of asking for a going away party where everyone can get around the table and talk about Jesus' favorite miracle, he's deciding to show them empathy. He's answering their troubled heart. And that's the God we serve. God doesn't always reveal to us the plan, but he always comforts us. He's always there for us. We know he is our peace and our joy and our perfect love. He is the eternal life. He is the truth. He is the way. And so like we talked about yesterday, this is still very comforting, but it's very difficult for people to leave their old self behind. That's narrow gate that I talked about only allows one person in at a time. Period. It's a small, narrow gate. You got to think about no one's going to help you um, come into the gate. It's not a group effort. It's not that our faith is attached to some speaker or our faith is attached to our parents. It's not a group thing. It's it's an individual thing. It's your faith. And if you believe in Jesus, you're going to have to find it yourself and live it out yourself. So that's what I wanted to focus on today, the narrow gate. And I hope that maybe convicts and encourages you that as we look at Jesus as the only way and the only truth and the only life, that as we reference that narrow gate verse, we can also consider where we sit. Do we have our parents' faith where we just follow what they follow, someone on TV or some pastor that we like, or have we dug down deep and and not just listen to what our pastor says? Even though our pastor could be a great Bible teaching pastor, it's our responsibility to continue to pursue God and pursue the word and pursue that relationship with him every day. All right. So that's wrapping it up for today. Continue to repeat this verse. Again, it's a, it's a shorter verse than what we've done the past few weeks, but we do have that 15 to 20 second verse episode that we share at the beginning of each week. And you can put on repeat in your car. And if you wish to contact me directly, you can email me at ideamailbag at gmail.com. That's ideamailbag at gmail.com. And Remember to like, comment, subscribe, rate, review this podcast. Anything that you'd be willing to do is very, very helpful. 
All right, so we're going to repeat our memory verse, and we're going to repeat each line twice. I want you to say the second line so you can get involved. Here we go. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. All right. Amazing work today. And until next time, continue to put on the mind of Christ.